everyone. This is the Funny Thing About Parenting podcast. My name is TJ. Thanks so much for listening. This is the fourth episode. We've got some good stuff in store, and I have my wife, Melissa, again. How's Hello. it going? Good. 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 Good to be here. <laughs> so giggly today. Hey, everybody, uh, before we get started, just want to say, number one, thank you for listening. Hopefully, this podcast helps you feel normal, yeah. like you're just a normal parent. You know, we try, I think we observe some things about our own parenting and about others, and I we want to share like what we're learning but even more than that but i think what's most important is just reminding all of us that uh what we're doing is hard mm-hmm. being a parent is not easy and uh we're in it together we're so hopefully it together and it, it can be fun and light if you start to relax a little, a little. <laughs> <laughs> which we're going to talk about really funny because today we're going to talk about parenting firstborns specifically. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, we've got a couple of other things planned. And I want to kick off reading a quick review from Emily. Just wanted to say thanks to Emily for writing this. She said, I have three kids and they always fall right into TJ's example. So if, <laughs> if you're new to the podcast or maybe you don't follow me on Instagram or TikTok, go find me there. Love talking about birth order, making funny videos about that. But Emily says her daughter, who's 21 years old, She's a graduate student, started sending me TJ's TikTok, TikToks to rub in how I supposedly love the youngest the most. Oh. And is that even true? Well, I think I think what she means is how her mom loves the youngest the most. Yeah, right. So exactly. I think some people like say your videos portray the like you're like, why do you hate the youngest? But I think the you portray them in a way that the parents spoil them, maybe. Well, yeah, and there's a lot there, I think. <laughs> A lot of the times the youngest is the princess or the prince, the baby of the family. Because mm-hmm. us parents were like, you know what? We've we've tried really hard. Let's just have fun with this one. Mm-hmm. Or we're tired. <laughs> or too tired. But uh, anyway, uh, she said, I heard TJ mention the podcast in a video the other day and couldn't wait to listen. I've heard the three that are posted. Can't wait for the next one. So Emily, just thanks for uh, thanks, listening. Emily. Emily says she usually listens to true crime. So oh, I guess this is a good, too. Like, too, Emily. This is a good way to kind of like, like supplement. Yes. Like the Some, ser- Sometimes you got to like get a little lighter because you can go into dark places with true crime sometimes. <laughs> I think it's you can fun. go dark places it. with parenting too. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We get inside our heads so quickly. So. Mm-hmm. All right, like I said, we're going to talk about parenting firstborns, but before we do that, I did ask a question on Instagram this week, and uh, we want to answer a couple of questions. I, oh, yeah. I asked a question asking people if they had questions. Yes. <laughs> Super weird way to yeah, phrase I that. Yeah, I was like confused for a second. I'm like, what question did you ask? Yeah, so we just picked out a couple that we're going to answer really quickly. These have to do with anything about parenting, married mm-hmm. life, favorite candy, whatever. Right. Um, and we, we picked a couple. So, Melissa, did you have the first yeah, one? Yeah, I do. Um, the first question is, who is the bad cop? The bad cop. So, who is, I guess, the stricter one or the one enforcing? Between us? Uh, yes. I believe it oh, is directed to us. I feel like we... <laughs> I don't... I feel like we're both good and bad cops, depending on the situation. Yeah. I think we both have scenarios where, like, if, if you are feeling a little bit more stressed from whatever and you're a little more irritated or more tired you might be more like bad copy about there being a mess or someone spilling something like all of a sudden you're gonna be the one like on them and i'm gonna be like hey it's okay (laughs) yeah you go take a breather totally i think that's the night you know and if you're a single parent 
our hats go off to you because you mm-hmm. you're you know you're on your own when it and and we feel for you. You've got a hard job, but I think we all have hard jobs. Yeah. You know, but our son did tell me the other day that you are the fun one. No way. And I was offended because I was like, <laughs> I, I'm so fun. Well, you've been working hard at being the fun mom recently too. <laughs> yeah, I've been like intentionally like just trying to have fun. And well, you know what the problem is? The problem is you and I are both middle children. So you and I, at yeah. the end of the day, I know you don't really. <laughs> don't put me in a box, yeah. mister. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you and I are going to choose to have fun over like following rules. Right. For the most part. Yeah. So that's the problem. We're going to choose the experience. <laughs> but <laughs> tag, we tag team though. Yeah. So when yes, things get. Yeah, it, yeah. Anyway. So we kind of help each other out in that way. I got, I'm going to read another question. This one, Melissa, what would you say to this person? This is mm. so classic too. It's perfect for today's episode. I'm assuming this is coming from a firstborn, okay. but I have no idea. <laughs> Question is, how can I prepare best as a teenager oh, wow. to be a parent someday? Wow. This has got to be a firstborn asking, right? Like, There's no way. By asking that question, you're probably already good to go because you're already like thinking in a way that is beyond your years. So that's impressive. That is impressive. I would say something that I've noticed as I've, become a mom and now that I'm in my 30s late 30s I've realized that I'm still hanging on to so many insecurities um that I had when I was a teenager so and I I feel guilty about that sometimes because I'm like I should be further along in my self-confidence and so there's nothing like I would just say practice self-love and self-compassion yeah like like be yeah learn Learn to to be the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. the way that you've been gifted. Right, you are unlike anybody else. That alone is going to set mm-hmm. you up to love others, including your future children. Yes, would you and say? I would say exactly that. Yes, and I would say one more thing. I would say it's kind of like, kind of in line with I think talking about firstborns is think about how you want to show up as a parent more than what you want to do. And like prepare for the end in mind. Like I want to raise this kind of family and then let go of the actual results. Like prepare for the end in mind, but kind of let go of what actually happens. Then just go with the flow. I love it. The content that we're about to get into completely contradicts that. Because I think all of us parents. (laughs) This is like what we're talking about. Okay. (laughs) I think all of us parents, what's unique now, we're going to transition, great words, by the way, into talking about, you know, I asked a question on Instagram. Another one that I asked was, how have you parented your firstborn child differently than the others? Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of great responses. We're going to talk through some of those things and even our own observations. And, you know, one thing I do want to say before we, we jump into it is, Sometimes we hear from parents that say something like, you know, my firstborn was kind of the the, the easier one for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then number two or three comes along and they're harder or they're different. They're, they, res, they don't respond as well to certain, you know, tactics that we have as right. parents. Right. Like the listen to me doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Remember that with our, our second born, you say, listen, and they, she would like ignore us. Like she would laugh at us <laughs> or something like, oh, that's funny, mom. 
And the question we have we have as parents is, what do I need to fix that? Is something wrong with me? Is something or, wrong yeah, with them? them? And yeah, they're making us look bad. I can't take <laughs> you out in public, kids. Mm-hmm. And and I think our big thing is you got to embrace what's different about all of our kids, right? Mm-hmm. And today, specifically, again, we're going to talk about parenting a firstborn. So you and I have kind of categorized the responses and our own yeah. observations into three kind of ways that we parent a firstborn differently than the others. Mm-hmm. A lot of the responses that came in over Instagram were pretty consistent. And so the first, should I get into the first observation? Yeah. Okay. So this is number one. So number one is we choose Google over gut. Google over gut. Google over gut. So in other words, what does that mean? That means like we are trying to do everything by the book. We are Googling every single symptom. We are, we have all the checklists where we're really worried about what people think of us. Like we call our moms instead of like just going with our gut. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What, what does the data say? What is the data? Like, I remember when you and I were first parents, we obsessed over the schedule. Mm-hmm. Somebody on Instagram wrote this. They followed books instead of my gut. They even said, this was so wrong. I just want mm-hmm. to add this note. That it's not wrong at all. We, we, Us parents, it's our first time being parents. Mm-hmm. So no wonder we obsess over the data because right. we want to, like, we want to set up our kids for success. It's our first time being parents. We don't want to mess this up. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's wrong when you've, you're consuming so much information, so much advice that you like forget to kind of think about what's right for your kid in that situation. Cause you know, no book covers your very specific situation. Yeah. And, and let me read you a few more of these responses we got on Instagram from others. Limited screen time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, or in, we're in, cutting. It's all educational. It's all, yeah, exactly. Like if you're going to do screen time, it is going to be very educational. Watch these math videos, kid. No wonder why <laughs> they end up loving math. One person wrote, I was way too concerned with the rules of parenting. Mm-hmm. And then she said, now, three boys later, whatever. Right. <laughs> but when it comes to sleep, you know, like the bedtimes, and, mm-hmm. and obviously, uh, these things are all all good things, and and it's okay to obsess about mm-hmm. the rules of parenting and all of these things, no matter what kid it is. These are not bad, but again, our first time being being a parent, we tend to do things by the book. Yeah, and we read lots of books, like to our kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we mentioned that in last. The f- yep, last and somebody, time. a few people wrote that too. Read a story every night. Um, we're checking like how many diapers they've had. I think someone wrote in like I, I tracked every single poopy diaper for a month. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember that after our first kid. Like they were in the hospital, they'd give yeah. you the the uh, the chart. Right. And it's and, like, oh, if it's a certain color, you're like googling that, and like, what what does it mean that it's green? After a few weeks with uh, after we had Teddy, our firstborn, I went back to work, and I was talking with somebody else who who had recently become a parent, and we were talking um, stool colors. Oh, my goodness. Isn't like, that Oh, crazy? oh you, you must be on like week four right right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it becomes such a natural part of it's so funny. parental conversations. It's so weird. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, another person wrote, I didn't let my firstborn sleep in our bed. Mm. So again, kind of by the book, like yeah, just rigid what's routines. best for the kid. Exactly. And then she said, now with three kids, it's like, jump in. Mama's got to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. We're totally that way yeah, too. Yeah, we are. So you do everything by the book. Google over gut. Mm-hmm. That is a, a pretty a, a common thing, it seems like, between parents. It does. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first. Now we're going to move to the second. And that is you give 200% mm. at first, mm-hmm. at least. So what do we mean by that? We mean like 200% of your attention, your effort. And if you're in a two-parent home, um, I think back to like even the baby stage or all the different things, like you both are part of everything. Everything. It's a it's a team sport. Yeah. I'll never forget my, my younger brother and his wife. And this is so funny because we probably did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But at this, at this point, we had a couple, two or three kids. And we're, we're all hanging out as a family and their firstborn, who was their only child at the time, had a poopy diaper. <laughs> and we got to see their technique their in process. changing the diaper, their process. And it was a good process. I was like, hey, you grab the diaper bag. I'll grab him. I'll lay him in this spot. You put down the towel. Oh, do you remember in the in the diaper bag, you would have the thing that rolls out? as yes. like the pad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was... It's so funny because I you forget about these things. Yeah, we never use it with our second or third. But they would team up and like like my brother one would, would hold the legs. Exactly, one would wipe. It was a team effort. Yeah, my brother grabbed his kid by the ankles, put his feet up in the air. Mom comes back, comes through with a with wet wipes and just, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're looking at that like, oh my goodness, that is that is overachieving. Yeah. But what's funny looking back is like we probably did that same type of thing in so many different scenarios. Totally. But the more kids you add, and and then what's funny is a couple of years later they had twins. They had twins for two yeah. and three. Yeah. So they were probably even looking back and laughing like, hey, remember when we used to both yeah. change one kid's diaper at the same time? <laughs> Yes, totally. Uh, Let me read some of the responses I got for giving 200% Mm. and see if you guys resonate with this. Um, I got the most hands-on attention and outings. Mm -hmm. So giving your firstborn the most hands-on attention. Forced piano lessons. (laughs) Like We're going to get these kids involved. This kid's going to... You probably interviewed every instructor to make sure it was the right one. (laughs) Is this a safe environment? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, a helicopter parent mm-hmm. person said, like, kind of just getting involved in every little, uh, uh, signed up for baby music, baby gymnastics, mm. all the things. All of it. Made a big deal about boo-boos. <laughs> you know, and then the second kid, they, she said, the second kid gets a boo-boo and just, we all laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I cut all his food into tiny pieces until he was five, oh. somebody wrote. Because again, as a parent, you're like, I have no idea Mm -hmm. if this kid can chew this food. (laughs) Right. Remember, um, this is like going into kindergarten when our firstborn Teddy went to kindergarten. I mean, we, oh man, we were both involved with everything. It was 
such a big deal. And we also like both went to kindergarten parent teacher conferences. That's right. And I remember like thinking like, oh, our little guy is so fragile and so shy. This is like a big transition for him. And I remember we were both sitting there with his teacher and she... Um, I think we like asked like how is he socially like because he's really shy and she kind of looked at us like we are crazy and she's like I would not um, call him shy and I think we both like our jaws both dropped like what yeah like our little like yes he is (laughs) and looking back and maybe you've had your experience with with your kid like when you first get them signed up into things or into school you you're worried about them Mm mm-hmm yeah. And then to hear another adult say, oh, no, they're fine. You're yeah. like, oh, my goodness. How is it possible without mom or dad in the room? Mm-hmm. I remember their first birthday. Oh, Like, goodness. just, like, you invite all family, relatives, friends over for, like, their first birthday. Yeah. And then, like, the third kid, it's, it's like. so overwhelming. Here, take this cupcake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, here's a cupcake. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, I got to read a few more because I just think these are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote, I had all the time in the world to sit and play with him and just soak it all in. Mm-hmm. Again, giving 200%, you didn't have the other distractions of other kids. Yeah. You were able to fully, fully be with and your you, one child. You took all the pictures and documented it too. Oh, that's so true. Like you made photo albums and... Totally. And I did a video about that. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. the firstborn has all of the pictures and the photo mm-hmm. album. If we have baby books for our kids. Yeah. And and with our firstborn, like we detailed everything out. Yeah. Everything. First smile, first laugh, <laughs> first crawl. And then our second, we detailed a little bit with our third. I think we have her name in there. I think we wrote her name. Ugh. And then our fourth doesn't have a baby book. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so classic. <laughs> uh, a couple other quick ones. Sanitized everything. Um yeah, lots of pictures, like you said. With my oldest, I documented every poopy diaper for the first month. You mentioned yeah, that one yeah, in the, yeah. in the first round. One. But I just think all that is is perfectly descriptive of, of your firstborn. So you choose Google over your gut with your firstborn. Mm-hmm. You give 200% with your firstborn in the last one. Oh, I was going to say 200% at first. At first. But that's gonna... it, it segues now into our third, right. our third point. Because what happens is... If you do add more kids into the equation, that 200% dwindles mm-hmm. to like 20%. Because what happens? Yeah, because then you have to start giving a lot of attention and a lot of energy to the little kids. So this firstborn who had so much attention and so much oohs and ahs for the first, you know, zero to however many years, all of a sudden like probably um, – it's the biggest change out of all the kids because they go through each dynamic of right a, a new kid. The youngest comes in to the world, and their their world is set and doesn't change much. Uh, uh, well, yeah, if that's your youngest, mm-hmm. like that's the last baby. They enter the world, and that they they kind of like their view of the world is oh, it's always this is the world. This is the world I live in. Your firstborn, think about this. Your firstborn comes into the world, and their world is just you, yeah, and mom and dad. Yeah. And then little baby brother or sister comes along. Mm-hmm. And then another one. And then maybe even another. Like it's fascinating the changes to think they of go through. All those changes. So our third point is you as a parent expect an MVP performance. Mm-hmm. MVP, most valuable player. It's a sports reference. I don't know if I had <laughs> to say that. I can't I don't want to assume everyone's into sports. But you know, 
your your attention on your firstborn probably dwindles mm-hmm. and you think well this kid's got his ducks in a row her ducks in yeah. a row we, we got to give it more attention to the youngest and and also as a parent we've te- like what we're noticing is we tend to be less lenient with the firstborn mm-hmm. well you train you train them up to be this mvp and then you got to deal with all the troublemakers who are <laughs> whining in the corner and you expect them to either be helpful, a good role model, responsible, or you you just, they have become responsible and so you kind of let them loose and pay less attention because you trust them. You're like, okay, he's he or she is good. Yep. Yeah, our, our fourth child, who is one and a half, was coloring on the floors all week long. Well, all week long. Which is great. Be an artist, but... For Ugh. crying out loud, crayon on hardwood floors. And carpet and... Har- on, yeah, we've got a brown... Everything. She took a brown marker to our stairs, to our couch. I didn't... <laughs> my first instinct was to clean it right away mm-hmm. as best I could. Looking back, I'm like, well, I should have documented this, but whatever. I was like, what's happening here? Yeah. I don't even know where she's getting these markers and pens. And like, of course, <laughs> we're blaming like the oldest. Like, who's giving her these pens? Who left out this pencil? Like, yeah, of course on, they left out born. a pencil. We should probably just expect that for the rest That's of our true. lives. true. You continue to like discipline the firstborn as almost like an example to lead for like the youngest and the younger kids it's like so many people wrote the firstborn is the guinea pig mm-hmm. where we even us as parents we're trying to figure out the parameters mm-hmm. as as the firstborn grows as does our experience as parents and we're trying to feel out like how are we supposed to do this well let's be conservative yeah like let's let's not take risks and even as they get older, I mean, we, so our oldest just turned nine. So our lens is like, you know, the zero to nine years. But even as they get older, we hear stories of like firstborns having an earlier curfew. And then as the other kids get bit older, they, the curfew is out the window or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Mom and mom and dad are waiting for that firstborn to be home when they're 17 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, and then by the time you're, you're youngest, becomes a 17 year old we hear stories of like well did they come home last night are they here yeah (laughs) but let me read you a couple of responses that fit in with us expecting the firstborn to have mvp for performance somebody wrote we held the firstborn to a higher standard of responsibility Mm -hmm. because his sisters were watching Uh, yeah that's what i was saying like they need to be that role model right uh, I'm def- somebody wrote, I'm definitely performing a more relaxed version of parenting on the younger ones. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because you learn, okay, these kids are going to, like, <laughs> we went all in with the firstborn. Okay, that, that one's turning mm-hmm. out decent. So let's just, like, let's chill out a little bit. We don't have the energy to keep this up. This yeah. is not sustainable. <laughs> you start to cut your, yourself some slack as a parent, but I think it's fascinating because we often don't cut the firstborn slack as a kid. We don't. We're hard on them. We're still hard on them, even though we are kind of relaxing as a parent with the others. We're still like, oh, no, you're my prized possession. You keep doing the right thing. Well, again, maybe it's because the oldest, it's the it's our first time parenting a nine-year-old. Yeah. And maybe people listening, it's your first time parenting a 17-year-old or a mm-hmm. 21-year-old. Or whatever it is, maybe it's your first time parenting a four-year-old, yeah, and you've got younger sibling, uh, younger kids. 
we don't want to mess it up. We don't want to mess it up. And then we know like when the next one turns that age, Mm -hmm. we've already got a playbook for it. So we're kind of like making up the playbook as we go. Totally. And maybe that's why the firstborn is feeling that maybe, you know, somebody else wrote, I'm so strict with the firstborn. We drew hard lines and assumed he was a tiny adult. Mm -hmm. So this seems to be a a theme, the expectations we place on firstborns. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were kind of the three big categories just to kind of review quick. Super interesting stuff, right? It's fascinating. You choose Google over gut. You give 200% at first. (laughs) And then you expect an MVP performance. Mm -hmm. What is there to learn from all this? Well, as you were just saying about the expectations and um, and how we are experiencing everything that a firstborn is as a first, like it's our first time parenting this age, it's our first time experiencing kindergarten, middle school, all these things are our first. It's a milestone for parents too, I would not just say, a first. Well, I was I was actually going to say the opposite as as you were like, this is my first time being a parent to this kid. I would say a challenge would be don't forget that it's. It's their first time being a kid too, and it, they might they might be responsible. But I think remembering and allowing them to be a kid and creating a safe place for them to make mistakes and be a kid is a good reminder. Yeah, I asked you earlier. Can you imagine what would it be like if we parented our oldest? like we parent our youngest, Mm -hmm. you know, and the theme seems to be like, we're just, everyone seems to be a little bit more relaxed with the younger kids in their, you know, and in the battles that they're willing to fight. Yeah. Um, What would it be like if that's the style that we would adopted? Yeah. But it's scary to think about that because again, we, it's our first time parenting a nine-year-old. Yeah. Or to think what, how would he maybe be different if he was our youngest? Like, would he still be... The kid we know or would... And as we look into the future, like, let's let's fast forward looking at colleges. Don't mm-hmm. even want to think about that. But no. looking at colleges, I think us as parents, we're going to go back to how we were before he was born. And mm-hmm. we're going to trust Google over gut. Yeah. And then what will it be like with the youngest looking at colleges? Mm-hmm. Will we even want... Will we care about college at that point? <laughs> we'll be like, stay home with us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's too expensive and we're going to be lonely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think what you just said is brilliant to add to that. Coming back to the word connection, mm. when it was just us and our oldest, you, we had a special connection with that firstborn. Like that somebody wrote in, you, you were able to just focus all your energy and mm-hmm. soak it all in. Well, it's so euphoric, like they made you a mom or a dad. It's like you just carry this miraculous connection around with you. You're like, oh. Yeah, so my point is to tie into that, you lose that perspective, I think, over time. Mm-hmm. I always do. I never, mm-hmm. like, I, and it's like the my one-year-old loves playing with me mm-hmm. more so than the, you know, as they get older. So, like, as parents, you probably even drift towards, like, who's... Just who is easier to be around <laughs> or who likes having you around. Yeah, so I think that's a good reminder to keep that in mind. You know, if you feel like you've been maybe giving less attention or you haven't like valued that connection as much with your oldest, don't forget that you had that once and it's important to mm-hmm. to be intentional about it, I think. The tendency is to think they're good. Yeah. The oldest is doing just fine. 
because they might be good, but it doesn't mean they won't benefit and crave your attention. That's all we have, but I'm I'm already excited for mm. the next, I, may, yeah. I, I, maybe the next couple episodes. I can't promise because we don't know yet, but maybe we'll dive into parenting a middle and then parenting yeah. a youngest. Oh, we might forget about the middle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just so kidding. typical. We love you. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, we'll see you next time on the funny thing about parenting. If you can just take a second and leave us a rating on Apple podcast, we would appreciate that so much. Looking forward to next week. You guys have an awesome week and we'll see you next time. Bye.